Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Toby Cruise and what a star-studded episode we have in store for you today. Coming up, it's the run-up to the 2018 River Cruise Conference in Paris and we join Andy aboard the Avalon Tapestry 2 where he talks with sales director Janet Parton as well as cruise director Tony Williamson. But first, talking from Princess Cruise's Princess 2020 event in London, Andy caught up with TV's Jenny Falconer and celebrity chef Rosemary Schrager. Enjoy. So with Jenny and Rosemary, what an amazing evening for Princess Cruises. Uh, how did you get involved with Princess Cruises? Uh, well, actually, Princess Cruises um, asked me if I would like to come along and get involved tonight because they have obviously quite exciting news to announce to everyone. And um, I was quite excited about doing that. I've done a lot of travelling through the years right. and uh, and I've met the guys before but never actually worked with them, so it was nice. And a room of cruise experts, so that's quite daunting. I know. Well, it's, well I find it interesting because it means anything you ask, you can find an answer to it. So, and you seem to be, Rosemary's like a complete expert in cruising now because she has been on quite a few. And so she's, she's been desperately keen to share everything she knows about oh, it. without and question. It's, but it's, it's, it's amazing. Everyone has a different experience when they go yeah. on a cruise. So um, Rosemary's experience is obviously you're so enthusiastic and happy with, with the type of cruise that you went on. But other people who have gone on a completely different holiday, maybe with families, with three generations of family, right. have had an equally brilliant experience, but a totally different one to the one that you had as well. And I think that's what mm. I find quite interesting does about it. Does it not make you want to go on a cruise yet? Yeah, no, it does. And I have a <laughs> seven-year-old. Okay. And um, for me and my husband, I think it would be brilliant because we're always looking for a holiday where we can go and she can make friends because yeah. she loves hanging out with us, but also it'd be some, something nice for her to kind of meet other kids and there's loads to do and we get to travel without her going, God, I'm bored with my mum and dad, just traveling in a car. You know, that it's, yeah. it's something yeah, there, yeah. the travel becomes a bit more interesting. And if the kids are having a good holiday, then the parents are too. Tick. <laughs> Correct. So you had a really difficult interview because your interviewee on stage was really quiet Didn't and shut subdued. Up. Didn't and, uh, shut up. But the thing is, there was there was no point stopping your train of thought. <laughs> you were you were on a roll, Rosemary. I mean, you you've had you've had a great cruise experience with Princess. Though. I did, and actually, it was the nicest ship I've ever been on. Um, uh, infinitely way ahead of anything else. Um, and I think the quality of food and everything. I couldn't wait. And actually, I've got a lot more to say. So can I say it now, please? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be difficult for us to edit. But uh, so you were invited by Princess Cruises to go on one of their ships to presumably do a cooking class or a, or no, a lecture? No, no, no. It, it was to do talking about my experiences okay. abroad and all the yeah. things I've done and in my work and my life. So I, I, I just basically... Do you know when they asked you to talk for 45 minutes? Did you really just talk for 45 minutes? Oh, no, at least an hour and a half. <laughs> They said, do you know what happens? People give me the mic and actually runs out of battery by the end of it. <laughs> no, I used to, I'm not surprised. No, but, it's but, easy. But you've, you've got some great stories to tell. I have. The thing about me with cruises, all seriousness, actually, I like to go to the spa. I yeah, spend my yeah. time in the spa. That's what I do. And, of course, uh, I, 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 I just get, I just, it's just time because it's all there. It's easy. You don't have to get into your car and go somewhere. Yeah. You just 
have all the treatment there's no that you faff, need to do. Is there? There's no faff of packing nothing. and unpacking in between every nothing, single hotel nothing. or trip. And as we do so much maintenance in our world, in our life, yeah. that I'm afraid it's like you get it done, you get it done in one place. What I didn't realise when you were explaining that, that when you go into a port, you don't need to show your passports. I Did you not know I that? did not no. have a but clue about that. But that's one of the that. joys, is that, you, that the ship takes care of it. I, so it's I so genuinely didn't even consider that that would be an option. We're so going <laughs> to sign you up to a cruise. You've got to do it. You've got yeah. to do it. As a foodie, the, the restaurants must dread you walking into them and, and, and eating there. Well, I think they do because they, they're sort of quite worried about me. Um, what about generally? Yeah, yeah, okay, generally. <laughs> but, you know, as long as it's, you're never going to get what I call the Michelin-starred restaurant. Well, you might, but I'm, it's, it's unlikely. Generally. Because of the quantity of people, right. you know, and so on. But what you want is fresh food, well cooked, well executed, on the plate, tasty and great service. And I tell you, that's what I got. That was the best food mm. on the Sapphire Princess. And I'm genuinely saying mm. that I've actually had on cruises before. Amazing. It was amazing. And I was quite surprised because I could tell you a few stories from other cruises. Well, don't tell was, us that. No, yeah. I'm, not gonna, I'm definitely <laughs> not going to go there. <laughs> but itinerary-wise, did you get to visit some amazing places along the way? Uh, no, I didn't get okay. off the ship. Oh, you didn't? Decided, well, you were too busy. Well, then you wanted no, no, the spa. You wanted I made the spa. It, I made a conscious decision. I've always <laughs> got before. I made a conscious decision to make a beeline for the sanctuary and actually go and spend my time. I love that. So when everyone gets off, yeah, you're like, it's quiet, I can do what I, I want now. And do you know, the it. sanctuary area, of, and Princess isn't anyone who has a sanctuary area, but many of them do, yeah, but it do. is great on Princess. Oh, but do you know, it is incredible. It's incredible. And you get your service, you get yeah. lovely people, you know, your steward. You get shade you if get you don't shade, like too much or, heat. Yeah, and they move everything around yeah. for you. And it's-, it's I'm assuming it's child free. Child free. It's, chi <laughs> it's child free. You shouldn't be agreeing with darn that. Darn it, I won't be allowed in there though. No, you can because no, the child will be got the child oh, somewhere else. Okay. The, the, the facilities for your child, your child won't even want to know you. <laughs> well, anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but it's true. They want to go back yeah. to make friends. And you can spend your time in the swimming pool at the sanctuary because there's a swimming pool at the sanctuary yeah. as well. And we talked a lot about some or, or princess cruises, talked a lot about destinations this evening. Are there any places that either of you saw that you thought, oh, you know, that you know, would be amazing? I really fancy the I one know. to New York, actually, across the north. Yeah. I would just think it would be stunning to yeah. see that. Um, also, um, the European one would just be amazing because yes. I love Europe. Lots I've of done all the done all those cities, but to do them all in one trip would be fantastic. You haven't been to Japan yet, though, because no, I've never done any of the love further to ones. Do that that, I, that I, does it, look amazing. That it would be amazing for me. It's going to Japan, going to Pittsburgh, and going up to the fields. Yeah. Those are the yeah. three ones I'd like to do. That's three cruises. Yeah, there's three booked cruises. On already. I'm already booked on. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd like to go. This is both. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So delighted to say that uh, I've been joined by Janet from Avalon. Janet, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, um, my name is Janet Parton. I'm the UK Sales Director for Avalon Waterways. Yeah, you haven't always been in the river cruise sector. How did you end up there? Oh, well, <laughs> um, I started my life on the seas um, over 12 years ago now, and I worked at that time for P&O, Princess and Cunard, which some people remember was called Complete Cruise Solution. I remember. Do you remember that? And yes. then after um, about nine years there, I actually moved to MSC and was head of sales at MSC and then decided to take the leap about a year and a half ago and move to the rivers. 
and what attracted you to uh, about the river sector? Um, there was quite a few bits actually. I think for me it was um, a case of a growing sector in cruise and that was something that really appealed to me um, and the right opportunity at the right time came across. Uh, and river, uh, as you say, agents are much more aware of river these days. Mm. Have you noticed that their knowledge has expanded or, or any change within the trade? I think even in the time that I've been at Avalon, which is 18 months, things have moved significantly on in that time. So when I started, I, if I'm really honest, I felt like I'd gone back in time by about 10 years really? and it felt like... Um, ocean cruise was about 10 years ago where yeah. um, travel agents didn't necessarily know who their audience were um, they didn't really understand the marketing opportunities available for them the knowledge there's a lot to learn about river um, but even in those the 18 months that I've been there I've seen significant change with travel agents and their whole awareness and um, and thought process towards river cruise and why do you think that change has taken place um, without bigging you up too much, I think, <laughs> I think Clear have done a great job in, in educating um, travel agents about river cruise. I think collectively the river cruise lines um, mm. work really well together and um, we've had various, you know, obviously we've had the river cruise conferences over a number of years. Um, getting people on the ships is really important, so getting travel agents to actually experience um, you know, a river cruise is so valuable because it is such a different experience to an ocean cruise. Um, and you know, there's loads of great training out there as well, mm. which I think has all helped. Um, and we, we often say that river cruising is much more about destination than, mm. say, ocean cruising is. Do you, is the destination knowledge piece improving, do you think? It's improving. There's still lots to do. Um, I think if you think of where a river cruise um, starts and finishes, those destinations are, are very well renowned. So, you know, Paris or Budapest mm. or Amsterdam, everyone knows those destinations. Yeah. But actually, whilst you're on a river cruise, the destinations that you're actually calling into are lesser known. Um, and you may open a, a, you know, a, any of the river cruise brochures up and you might look at them thinking, oh, where even is that? What is there to do? So there's still more to do on the, on the destination piece, definitely. Do you find, or have you heard, whether customers view destination itineraries as being central to their booking? I think that the I think the rivers are uh, central to their booking, yeah. but the actual destinations on the way are, are less so. Okay. I think the key about river cruise, which is I think that one of the key factors where, which does engage people to book, is the fact that wherever you dock on a river cruise, you're in the heart of the destination. So wherever it is you are in that day, you literally step off the ship mm. and you're there. So you could literally be in Paris, you you know, within five minutes you're in the heart of yeah. Paris itself, which which is such a different experience to that of an ocean cruise. And is most of your business within European rivers? Yeah, the bulk of the, the business is European rivers, although we do have um, two ships in Asia um, on the Mekong. We've got a new ship um, coming out this autumn called Avalon Saigon, which we're really excited about. Um, so yes, two ships in Asia, which is um, a good percentage of our business. And we also do the um, Galapagos and the Amazon, which not many people know about. I didn't know that. There you go. Something new. And is the European River experience similar to the Asian River experience? Um, yes, they, it is similar. Um, I mean, the, the ships are slightly different in Asia than they are in, in the, on the European rivers, so that's the main difference. So um, our Asia ships um, have just 18 suites on board, so they're very intimate. 
Um, whereas our European ships, we can hold up to 166 passengers. So size-wise, they're completely different. Um, Asia, we go into a bit more um, of a remote journey so the ships are so much smaller that you can literally just um, go off the beaten track completely and you can pull up and there's no docking stations there's nothing (laughs) there's nothing civilized about it really it's that you get a plank of wood and and throw it onto the um onto sort of like the fantastic onto the bank bank, and then you step off and you're in you know some wonderfully exotic unknown um destination uh, and a lot of people, I guess, don't realise that actually the European river experience varies river by river as well. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, I mean, we we sail on the, the Rhine, the Seine, the Rhone, the Danube, and, you know, loads of different rivers, but each one has a different experience as well. Um, we actually offer um, a unique um, holiday on the rivers. So if you go on to the Danube, the Rhine... Um, or the Rhone, we actually offer something called the Active Discovery Cruises. So on those cruises, um, customers and guests, they can take out canoes from the ship and they can actually sail along the Danube or down the Rhone and they can do a much more immersive um, cruise and a much more experiential cruise and be part of um, the destination much more than you can on the other rivers. And isn't, is that helping to bring the average age of a river guest yes. down? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, quite substantially, actually. Um, so what we're finding is um, that customers, that they obviously want to, to sail on the rivers, but they want to be part of the action as well. Yeah. You know, they don't necessarily want to take pictures. They want to be, you know, in the pictures and, and really experiencing a different way of life. Mm. And that can be anything from cheese making to wine tasting to an art class or just something which you wouldn't necessarily get to do. Uh, in terms of choice, what, what does Avalon offer? Um, so we actually um, have something on board called Avalon Choice. So that gives guests the option to holiday their way. So and that comes from anything from dining to the sure excursions that they decide to do. So um, when it comes to dining, we actually from 2019 have no set dining times for evenings. So okay. people can um, just come in and eat when they want to eat within a, a specified time frame. I think it's like two, two, two and a half hours. Okay. Um, so they can um, eat where they want to eat. So they can eat up on the top deck. They can eat in their, in their stateroom if they like or in the restaurants. Um, so there's lots of flexibility around dining, which is great. Um, and then when it comes to off the ship and excursions, um, we have complimentary excursions included. Um, but what guests can do is they can pick what type of excursion they want to do. So it's whether they want to do something active, something classic, or a discovery excursion. So classic would be the, the must-see sites yeah. of whichever destination they're in. Um, a discovery could be something which is a bit more immersive. So it could be... Um, a painting class um, okay. or something yeah. like that and then you have active discovery sorry active um, excursions which could be um, going on a hike or a trek um, or taking like I said taking the canoes out taking out the complimentary bikes which are on board so so guess wherever they are they have an option of how they want to see that destination that they're in so the Avalon choice is, is a really big thing for us for next year and presumably that choice means that Travel agents can sell river cruising to a more diverse range of guests. Absolutely. So, And you don't have to do the same type of excursion every day. So one day somebody might choose to do an active excursion. The following day they might choose to do something which is, is a more classic um, excursion. 
Uh, now, uh, thankfully, you have a ship in port for our Paris River Cruise Conference in November, which is really exciting. So for those agents attending, what can they expect? What is the Avalon ship experience wow. like? We are really, really excited about this. I guess the, the biggest shame is that we're not actually set in sail, are we? Yeah. Which is a real shame. But um, the travel agents that will come on board will get to um, experience our relaxed, relaxed luxury feel. Um, so as soon as they step on board, they'll be obviously welcomed by the Avalon team. Um, their staterooms on board, um, everybody will be in our, our suites. Um, so our, uh, our fleet is, um, is a suite fleet. It's easy to say, isn't it? <laughs> so they'll experience our um, big floor-to-ceiling windows, which open up into their own private open-air balcony. Um, they will experience our bed with a view. So our beds face out to the okay. um, to the window. So rather than looking at a wall, which isn't very exciting, they'll look out to the beautiful view. And hopefully, um, depending on where we're docked, there might be some Eiffel Tower views in there. Um, they'll experience the the amazing service on board, which is um, it's attentive but not obtrusive. Okay. So we don't um, necessarily. Um, believe in, in butlers and white glove service on board but what we do believe is that um, our staff are there for when you need them so um, our guests will get to experience you know our staff knowing their names um, what their favorite drink is at the bar and I think we've um, arranged for an all-inclusive bar so marvelous oh. <laughs> um, and, you know and they'll you know over the course of time if they were staying on board longer they would you know the staff would even know what their how they like their steak cooked Okay. So they'll get to experience the Avalon way, which is very exciting. And from a decor perspective, mm. slightly modern? Yes, very modern actually, very modern. Um, all of the ships are um, have a different um, colour theme that runs through them, but they're all very, very modern. We've got a really young fleet, um, and so they're all very up-to-date. Um, they'll experience um, complimentary Wi-Fi on board, um, which I'm sure um, is important, is important yeah. to these travel agents. And from a nationality perspective, if, if it was a normal sailing, would it be a mixture of Americans and international guests? Yes, there's a, there's a real mix. So we sell in, um, in the US, in Canada, um, Australia, New Zealand, and obviously in the UK. Yeah. So it is a quite an eclectic mix. We sell in the English-speaking countries, um, but you will find on a typical cruise, um, probably about 70% would be, would be from the US. Well, we look forward to seeing the ship in Paris. We can't wait. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. So, I'm uh, fortunate enough to be on a beautiful Avalon ship and joined by Tony. Tony, why don't you tell people what you do on board? Yeah, nice to, uh, nice to be able to give, be given the opportunity to do so. I, um, my role really is to oversee the, the basic day-to-day -day operations on the, the ship. We have within the structure a hotel manager that, that deals directly with the crew, but my role really is to make sure that the, the features that we offer as a company, the excursions, the coaches, the guides, everybody are in the right place at the right time and to just really take care of people's day-to-day -day needs and requirements. So my focus really is on the clientele. So it's very guest-focused. Guest-orientated, guest yeah. 100%. Yes. And how did you end up getting this great, well, it must, sounds a great role, how did you end up uh, with Avalon sailing? Uh, it's one of those classic moments in life where you're in the right place at the right time. I've been with this company, with the Globus family of brands, yeah. uh, since 1984. 
and 11 years ago I was approaching 50 but they started to build ships here in France uh, the first one that we built was a ship that, that was the scenery went from um, Arles in Provence all the way up to Chalon. I um, knew indirectly the managing director of the company, I'm French speaking, and I thought, well, I'm 50. My career as a tour guide was coming to an end. I didn't feel as if I could achieve anything more. was interviewed. The way it worked is I looked at the ships. I went on the ship as a passenger. They looked at me, and by mutual agreement, here yeah, I am 11 years later. Um, you, you talk about having um, getting coaches in the right place and things like that. River Cruise really is about the destination more than on board, do you think? Uh, uh, not <laughs> entirely. That's a good question. Uh, not entirely. Um, it's, it's a mixture. It's a 50-50 thing. A lot of people come here for the, the pleasure of seeing the countryside, relaxing on board. It's not a big ship operation. It's mm. a much different dynamic. Once we get to the destinations, the choices are then up to the client. If the client wants to remain on board, there's always things to see and do on board. Uh, for example, here in, in Paris, for example, this morning uh, here in Paris, we've had um, two choices, a walking tour of the Ile de la City with a visit to Notre Dame or a coach tour here in Paris, a panoramic coach tour. The third option is people remain on board mm -hmm. or go off and do their own thing. So to answer your question directly, I'd say 50-50. Okay. Half of it is destination, half of it is the onboard sailing experience. So do you find that guests uh, choose the itinerary based on the itinerary or on the ship? or Because you know, Paris is one of those cities that everybody wants to visit. Yeah. So I think there's a combination of factors. I think it, it's sometimes demographically based, the age group, uh, the type of vacation they're looking for. Very often the big cities, for people in towards retirement age, are bucket list cities. I was talking to a lady here this morning who just retired this year. She came on this cruise for the experience of the river, but Paris was something for her as well. So I think there, there's a variety of factors that come into it. Uh, and in terms of the cruise that people are on at the moment, you take them up the Seine almost to the, to the uh, English Channel, then back down? Not quite. That, that comes into operation next year. This okay. stage here, what we're doing is going from here in Paris. We call it Paris to Normandy. Right. So we'll go from here, we'll sail um, down the river to Quebec, where we have a two-night stay. We offer the passengers a chance on the second day to go out to the Normandy landing beaches. Oh, amazing. Um, which is always a, uh, a remarkable experience for them, a very moving experience. Yeah. Then we come back and we turn around and come back along the river. What we avoid doing, we try to schedule it and it works very well, is that on the way back, the people will see the river that they missed while they were sleeping on the way down, oh, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, that so they get to see it. Um, in both aspects. And you don't always do this cruise, so what other rivers have you have Yeah, you I, do the, um, I do the full spectrum. On Avalon Waterways, we're expected our remit is to be able to cruise on any river, on any itinerary. And the company will not send us anywhere at all without prior training. So in the first couple of years, for example, I spent the first two years just in France. I then asked to, to look at the other rivers. I then spent almost a month with other cruise directors oh, on the yes. other rivers of Europe, on, okay. on the Rhine, on, on the Danube, on the Moselle. Mm. Um, and it's nice to get variety as well, but our mandate really, all cruise directors that work for Avalon Waterways must be prepared to cruise all of the rivers of Europe. And do you have a favourite out of those that you've yeah. sailed on? 
That's a challenging question. Yeah, sorry, there. that's a very difficult no, no. position to put. No, not at all. I think I have... Uh, I, I'm going to be slightly evasive here and say <laughs> I have favourite destinations. OK. Um, Vienna springs to mind. Vienna's a remarkable city. Um, every time I go there, the, the feel of it, the last great imperial city in Europe. I like spending time in on the lower Danube. It's very different mm. to go down and, and experience Eastern Europe, Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, Bucharest great part of the world, great culture, great people, scenically challenging. It's not the most scenic region, okay. but the culture that's involved there, the, the way of life, the people, the generosity of spirit there, and, and any kind of negativity that you've heard about Eastern Europe, that part of the world is, is a nonsense. So yeah. I'm happy there. I'm happy anywhere. France is a particular favourite of mine. I'm French-speaking. I've spent 11 years cruising here. Right. So, uh, so, so for those people, and there are some who do the Rhine and then the Danube all as one one cruise. People really can notice a difference in the in the scenery and people for on that cruise. I think absolutely. Uh, I think, and there's a lot of things that we provide that would enhance that perception, in that there'll always be regional uh, food tastings, regional okay. visits, regional music, and whatever. Mm. I think the great joy to give you a practical example here. This is this is uh, quite an interesting perception. I just finished the cruise that, that left from Amsterdam and finished in Budapest. But on the way to Budapest in a two-day, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, in a two-day period, we visit Vienna, we sleep overnight, wake up in Bratislava, we sleep overnight, wake up in Budapest. Oh, wow. So in two days, three capital cities. Wow. I can't think of anywhere in no. the world you could possibly achieve that. And three very different cultures. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we're very lucky to be so close uh, that continental Europe is just on our doorstep because um, that, that, that that variation in culture and scenery and everything is really, really something. Yeah. I, I think what's interesting for us as, 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 as British people here in Europe, we're very used to that concept, but for people from overseas, from other countries, yeah. it has an enormous wow factor to within an hour cross a border to a different language, a different wildlife, a different architecture. Mm, yeah. um, it, it, it really has an impact. Um, so you've been doing this for a while. How, how have guests changed or how has the guest experience changed over those years? Mm, yeah, I think in 11 years, I think that certainly the demographic is changing now. Um, maybe 11 years ago, it was seen much more for um, uh, maybe a, a 50 onwards, mm. late 40s, 50s onwards. We're seeing certainly a change now on Avalon Waterways, and you know we're working towards a much younger demographic. We have, for example, active discovery cruises now, whereas opposed to in the old days, as I mentioned this morning, maybe uh, a coach tour of Paris or a short walking right. tour, then there'll be a biking tour offered okay. on. Some of our itineraries we're offering canoeing, hiking, for example. On this cruise, we introduced this year a hike through uh, the Marais Vernet in, in Cordybank. Okay. So to answer you specifically, I think the big change I've seen is, is a shift in the age group. In expectancy, no, I think a lot of people come here with a, a big cruise ship mentality and it changes within an hour because it's much more intimate. Uh, everything's much more accessible. And I always make the big joke when I do my introduction speech that, that from your stateroom, to the restaurant it won't take you three days on a camel to get there you know you can walk there in a few minutes yeah. so I, I think that 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 certainly is a, a big aspect of river cruising yeah and I think the, and I think that small ship mentality 
goes across everything that you do on board because I find them to be the most relaxing way to travel in the, because everything is done for you and then you arrive in places like where we are today in Paris or in some of the other places you mentioned. Certainly, it's very time effective as well. In comparison, for example, as a, as a tour guide for, for 25 years nearly, uh, we spent lots of times on coaches in traffic, having problems and whatever. And of course, you can't drive a coach overnight. A river cruise ship, you can. Right. So, yeah. for example, when we leave here from Paris, when we start our cruise, we cruise out. We see the beauty of Paris while we're, we're dining. I always advise the passengers to chew with a view as we leave Paris, <laughs> if you'll excuse the, the pun, or booze as you cruise. Yeah. And then we'll sleep overnight and, and wake up in Vernon. Sunday morning, beautiful, tranquil town. The choices are Giverne, the gardens of Giverne. It's a 20-minute drive in a coach. Or we're right in the town to take a walking tour and visit a chateau. So definitely definitely relaxing oh absolutely and and i think the other thing that i noticed and i don't know if you notice it when you talk to guests sometimes paris of course is a great draw for people but is it sometimes the places they didn't expect to visit or they didn't know about before they they took the itinerary that they visit that springs to mind just because it's unexpected again i think that's a really uh, good perceptive question a lot of people now that take this cruise, you would presume they want to see Paris, that's the number one. For a lot of people it's not. They want, as we discussed already, mm. the river cruise experience. They've heard about it or they've experienced it before. They like the way that a river cruise operates. But then they come across those that allow the way places. What's particularly good about river cruising is accessibility. Yeah. You arrive, you wake up, you're there. Yeah. You open you know, the curtains of your stateroom and you're right there. You're not parking a coach or a car and having to or arriving by train to get to somewhere. Yeah. It's so accessible. Uh, finally, uh, Avalon, of course, uh, in Asia on the Mekong. Is that somewhere that you'd like to to work for a while uh, or, or visit? Or <laughs> it's funny. I was I was just talking to to somebody this morning about that. I think at 16, I'm 60 years old now. I've been in the industry for 35 years. I've taken on a lot of challenges. I guided uh, around the world. I think probably as a passenger, maybe as a cruise director, <laughs> the time has passed me by. Really? That cruise gets great reviews yeah. though. It's it, an amazing yeah, part of the world. Yeah, it gets, I've been there as a, as a tourist. I did a bike ride there many years ago. I'm a keen cyclist and I cycled the whole length of Vietnam. I think it's a wonderful destination. Would I want a cruise direct there? Probably had you asked me that 15 years really? ago. <laughs> but at 60, I shall see my career out in Europe. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for looking after our guests and uh, happy safe. Pleasure. Thank you. So that's all from us this week. Thank you to Janet, Tony, Jenny, Rosemary, and of course to Andy for this week's episode. And don't forget to keep up to date with all the latest news from across the industry by subscribing to our podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. And of course, we'll see you again next week. I've been Toby Cruz. Happy cruising. <laughs>